Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Savvy Mamas podcast. I am your host, Ashley Renee. This podcast is a safe space for mamas to vent and chat about all that life throws at us. On the Savvy Mama podcast, we will discuss a variety of topics such as parenting, relationships, self-care, love, boundaries, and much more. Let's get to it. Hey, mamas, and welcome to the new episode of the Savvy Mama podcast. Today, Miss Melissa will be joining me as our special guest. She is a lactation consultant, and she's a good friend of mine. I see her out and about with her kids sometimes, so I asked her, would she come on and chat things pertaining to breastfeeding and motherhood with me? So, how are you doing today? I am fine. Hello. Um, so... Um, would you like to give them a little background about yourself and basically how you got started being a lactation consultant? Certainly. Well, um, for one, I come from a breastfeeding family, meaning that my grandmother, she nursed all 12 of her children. Oh, wow. And her mother was a midwife, Mama Cordelia. And in the area of Columbia, Mississippi, she delivered a lot of the babies in that area. So um, one of the things about breastfeeding was that my grandmother, she was quiet, but yet that's one of the things that she shared was about breastfeeding. Right. So um, I knew that something with having children is something that I supposed to do Mm -hmm. or, you know, should have done or something along that line. So, and when I say that, I mean, and I'm getting into my background, that's how I kind of was knowing about breastfeeding but I did have like struggles and a journey of course my grandmother she wasn't living when I had my children Mm -hmm. so with my first one I did nurse her for four weeks and I supplemented as well in those four weeks Mm -hmm. so um was not a very good experience with the formula and I didn't know really what to do with the breastfeeding so I kind of winged it and on my next child I knew that I had to be exclusive, meaning give nothing but breast right. milk because of the challenges that my baby faced with the formula. So, um, with that being said, I do have four children. My oldest is a girl. Then I have a boy. Then I have two more girls. Um, pregnancy was um, nothing sweet for me. They, I mean, that being pregnant was very challenging. And it's amazing I have four children. <laughs> And um, to say that, and I exclusively did all, I exclusively breastfed all three children. I am married. I've been married. Um, this year will be 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, as far as motherhood, I can tell you the one thing I do wish I did was knowing how to plan a pregnancy. All my children were surprises. Really? Every last one of them. I did. I had one in uh, 2002. I miscarried that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, when I started having kids, it was just like, oh, okay, really. Everything was a surprise. So. Yeah, all of mine were, I didn't try to plan to have kids at all. All of mine were unplanned. And with both of my boys, it's crazy because I didn't know that I was pregnant until farther along with my girls. I kind of knew but with my boys, I still had my cycle and everything was still normal. Wow. So I didn't know that I was pregnant with them until I went to the doctor for my annual checkup. That's how I recently found out that I was pregnant with Miles. 
Um, I went to the doctor for my annual checkup, scheduled it in January, March, go to the doctor. She's like, oh, congratulations, you pregnant. I'm like, what? My cycle just came off. She was like, yes, you're pregnant. I was like, oh, God. That was two days after my 30th birthday. I found out I was pregnant with him. But he's here now. And breastfeeding him has been a journey. So I tried to put him on formula. And he's not having it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want formula at all. He's shoving a bottle away. He's not feeling it. He don't want any parts of formula at all. And baby, in foods and different things like that, if he don't want it, he's not going to take it. Oh, wow. So what would you do for mom? What would you recommend? Because some people say, oh, you got to mix it. Mix the formula with the breast milk. He don't want that neither. Well. And I've been just exclusively latching him on or either pumping when I'm away from him. Okay. And that, if, if that's just one of the challenges, which is not a negative, I find it a positive. Mm-hmm. Every child is different. And so I did experience that, as you were saying, like the like I had a baby. She would not do the fresh pump milk, anything like that. Um, my son, he would not even take the bottle. He would, I had a class that was six hours long. Luckily, it was only for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he would go the whole six hours without eating oh wow then when i came home from class then he would nurse all night so um once again every every child is different and a lot a lot of babies that are just exclusive they may not you know take to the formula and i will say this breastfeed is priority number one for me but form i do know formula do grow healthy babies. So mm-hmm. I don't speak anything negative against that. It's just my children that were exclusive, none of them would even take formula as well. They would spit it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as baby foods, jarred baby foods mm-hmm. and things like that. They would not eat that either. So when they did start taking table food or salads, it was the food that we ate and mm-hmm. it was pureed so they could swallow. Yeah. And um, I can share a little bit of information from what I know with regular foods when you breastfeed it gives flavor to your breast milk mm-hmm. so breastfed babies are used to getting flavor in food mm-hmm. so that's one reason they don't care for like baby foods because they don't have any flavor mm-hmm. in it so, okay that's interesting yes. that makes sense now because yes. i've been eating like turkey mix and rice and cornbread and greens and i still try to get like kale greens and drink uh green smoothies and different things like that uh-huh. so that he can still get those nutrients Jeez. that he needs. But sometimes I want comfort food. Sometimes I want mashed potatoes and macaroni. Yes. So he's, I do know that when, what you eat, the baby eats. Yes. And usually you, you will find it through the stool mm-hmm. or the behavior of the baby. Because if it's something that you ate a lot of while you were pregnant, Babies sometimes like it, and you can tell when you're nursing and you feed baby again, baby appreciate it. Then sometimes baby is tired of it, and baby will show you that, hey, we did enough of this while we were pregnant, (laughs) and can you get something else? So baby's behavior plays a lot into it, what you eat, and it's it's amazing how you can tell the personality between you and the baby, too. So, But that's part of the bonding experience. Yeah, it has been a bonding experience. It's it's different because with my, well, throughout all of this with my four kids, I breastfeed all of them different. Each one of them got different times. Mm -hmm. So with Miles, he's 
I've breastfed him the longest. My oldest daughter, um, because I was young, I had her when I was in high school, I was really discouraged to breastfeed her. So she did not get um, the much time that I wanted to give her. I guess because my mom, she's not a fan of breastfeeding, and my grandmother, she's like, that's nothing but water. That baby needs some food. And so I maybe breastfed her maybe for like two weeks, and I got super engorged. Mm -hmm. So we just decided to get the cabbage Mm -hmm. and dry it up. Okay. Um, With my son, by then I had moved out and I was living on my own. I breastfed him for a few months. And the same thing with my daughter, my youngest daughter, but my milk dried up with her. Okay. So I was trying to keep it going, but it just wouldn't go. And it's been that way with Miles a little bit. I've noticed, and that I really didn't pay attention to it back then, whenever I have a dip in my supply, it's due to stress or when my cycle comes on. And I had to do my research to figure out, okay, he's not going to take this formula, so what is causing it and how do I fix the problem? So I take different supplements and I want to get your opinion on this. I take the magnesium. That's what Google said, but you know, normally when you research on Google, they say you about to die, (laughs) (laughs) but I take the magnesium prenatals, calcium and iron. Okay. Well, what I've always been encouraged to do is just do the multivitamin. Multivitamin? Yes. Not necessarily the prenatals, but if you do the multivitamin for the lady, for the woman, then that would cover all. It would cover everything. It would cover everything. Okay. Um, also, too, eating oatmeal. That helps naturally. I've been told granola. Mm-hmm. That helps too. But definitely with the level of stress. Definitely yes. will make you have a dip in your supply. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm glad you brought that up about the cycle. That is something that um, most moms don't know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of moms are lucky to not even have their okay. cycle. Okay. Okay. And I was not one of those fortunate mamas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, that and also too with um, very well know, I it seems in conversation, it seems like I'm the only one that brings up intimacy. It's very important during intimacy that you stay hydrated, you eat your snacks and things like that, because mm-hmm. your milk supply will drop after that as oh, well. Oh, wow. Yes. I didn't know that because... It's all ran off that same hormone. Mm. So if you're excited, just thinking, I mean, if you're lactating, then you're going to excrete your mm-hmm. breast milk. So, and... um. That's not necessarily suckling at the breast. So you need to replenish yourself, get your energy back up. Mm, that's so good. it's very important too. That's good intimacy. to know. I didn't know that. I haven't had the chance to experience that because I've been on this celibacy journey. Okay. So uh, that's good information to know. <laughs> For those who are dibbling and dabbling in that, make sure y'all stay hydrated and he get y'all some snacks after. Okay? Absolutely. Feed, feed y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's really good information because I was like, I don't know if I'm taking enough or if I'm doing enough or what can I do to make sure that I have an oversupply because at first I was producing so much and then it would go away and like you mentioned with the cycle, 
I contacted my doctor. I was like, I haven't had my cycle yet, and he's three months old. And she was like, well, are you still exclusively breastfeeding him? She was like, yes. She said, well, that's why. And when I did my research, they was like, most moms, because I'm in this mom group who breastfeeds, they said that um, her baby was eight months old, and she still hadn't got her cycle. I was like, you lucky, because the first time it came on, it was a disaster. Do you hear me? Yes. I lost, I know this might sound gross, but I lost a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. Um when it first came on and my dip went low it was mm -hmm. synced in my supply and i was doing everything trying to get it back up and i found this company and i think i mentioned it to you it's called milky mama mm -hmm. um their breast milk um supply stuff that they have it really does work okay um so i would recommend that to moms who who are breastfeeding that you know may need that little extra support so, yes. so I ordered them, um, and I made sure that I had them in my hospital bag. And because I know from past experience that when after I had the baby, my milk didn't come, and they were ready to eat. So after I gave birth, I ate some of those lactation cookies and things that I had bought, and my milk began to flow. Okay. So, um, is. And she has a flyer right here for you all, so I want her to talk a little bit about that. If you live here on the Gulf Coast area, or maybe you can check with your health department or uh, resource centers, maybe they will have something like this in your area. Okay, in our um, hospital system here is the Senior River Health System, and we have one located in Pascagoula as well as Ocean Springs, Mississippi. But uh, our baby cafe will be located at the Senior River Hospital location on the third floor where the women and children and the delivery, all that goes on. Well, on the 27th of this month, we are having the grand opening for the baby cafe. And um, we're just asking all moms, expected, pregnant, come out, bring all your supporters with you. Um, there will be um, treats and just hanging out. We're just here to support each other with our breastfeeding, you know, stories, experiences, questions. And hopefully this is something that will be successful so it can be a part of the community. And um, that's what's really important. We have them in Upper Mississippi but we want to keep our location. So we need for the community to, to support it so they'll know that we want it. Absolutely. And I'll share this as well. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about and get your feedback on, as women of color, why do you feel like we have been, it's discouraged upon the culture to breastfeed the babies? Like, what is the stigma? Of how have you experienced that as a lactation consultant? Woo, have I experienced some stuff? <laughs> because yes. most people, like she say, you getting something out of that because that baby is seven months old and you still latching him and all kinds of stuff. And I I can only speak for me yes. and my journey, but everybody have they say so. So, so yes. And it's a, number one, we have to we have to start with the conversation. We have to be comfortable sitting down, talking with one another, and we can say educated, uneducated, young, old. We have to, as ladies, we have to sit down and be able to talk about breastfeeding with each other. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a few, let's say, um, support groups or events where you will 
offer breastfeeding resources and information. And when the speaker share the information, then there is follow-up with, well, that doesn't mean that you're a bad mom. It's always a negative Mm -hmm. connotation that comes behind that. And that's not what a breastfeeding uh, support person is necessarily saying. Mm -hmm. So even with that, and that's just with among us ourselves, we have to understand where if a person is trying to encourage somebody or explain about breastfeeding, the mom that did not breastfeed, we're not saying that that mom is bad. Right. And I think that's where the hangup goes. It's a lot of hangups. It's mama shaming. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot of that is, and moms are sensitive and it, it automatically heightens. Now I can say the conversation is automatically controversial, mm-hmm. which is good, you know? <laughs> so we, we, we will talk about it as long as we're debating about it, but we don't want to talk about just the positive facts or things like that. And it's, for some reason, it is very sensitive. I understand that some moms may have um, had challenges and it didn't go well for them. And then it's like, well, it's not going to go well for you. Right. I experienced a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I experienced the um, the thing about you thinking it's sexual, um, the age limit on it. And mm-hmm. I can say it's a it's a relationship. And it can be dysfunctional or it can be, I mean, just fine. But um, weaning, that's between mom and her baby. That's, they decide on that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, where you should do it. How you oh should my do gosh, it. Yes. I mean, it gets really deep with us, but I would love for us to start having a conversation without getting offended from the beginning. We don't make it. It's like when you walk in the room, they're automatically with this attitude and you can feel the tension in the air. And I've even been told like, oh, you need to take him to the bathroom. I'm not going to the bathroom. Are you going to eat your food in the bathroom? Exactly. No. Exactly. I mean, I don't see why me sitting over here in the corner wrapped up. At least I have enough decency to wrap up. Some mamas just whip it on out. And so, yes. And hey, it, if a mom, if she's comfortable feeding an infant, then that should be fine. But the mom that walks in at a tube top or the bikini or the bathing suit, nobody says her outfit everything. is cute. But because you're nursing the baby, then there should be extra. And I can personally say, I hear I've never had a male to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Have not. The only time I've had a guy to say anything to me, I was in Colorado. And I asked to go to the fitting room. And he was like, well, we got a bathroom. And that's when I started with him. He said, you know what? You do whatever you want. I don't want to get into this. Exactly. So, but here uh, uh, I have never had anyone to say anything mm-hmm. as far as a guy. Mm-hmm. It's always been coming from the female. Yeah, and I don't, under, I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, yes. what? Why? Like you said, why is it okay for her to walk around in booty shorts with her boobs hanging all out? Mm-hmm. And then if I'm trying to feed my child, now if I was not feeding him, then I would be considered an unfit mother. That's right. But because I'm trying to feed him, then. It's not right, it's, and it's disgusting, and it's gross. Yes. We love the word, <laughs> ugh, gross. So when I, like, experience a mom, if we're getting into it, we're talking about it because everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. I meet people where they at. 
I try my best to. So tell me what's going on. What made it gross? Mm-hmm. And or what made it? What 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 happened? And I've gotten stories everywhere from they know uh, a mom that was lactating that squirted their milk like they were like a super soaker, mm-hmm. and that just hey that turned them off. And I said, I totally fine. That. I understand that. I understand that. Then I've had pretty much other moms that they tried, but they don't identify their attempt as breastfeeding. And mm-hmm. I count all that as an experience. Yeah. So something went wrong with that attempt, and mm-hmm. they didn't. So at some point it felt gross. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well that's when you know to ask for help. That's why people like me are in your community. Mm-hmm. Hey, we don't mind reaching out. We don't, you know, we're passionate about breastfeeding. You know? Yeah, but I don't so. think most people know that those resources are there or True. in our community. We're afraid to ask because um, I've seen young girls and they say, "Oh, I'm not breastfeeding. That's gross." Based off of what they've been told, what mm-hmm. they you know, what they've heard, they don't even give it a shot at the beginning. When you mention the word breastfeeding, oh, no, no. Because I think with most young girls now, they think, oh, it's going to make my boobs ache. Girl, oh, you, you keep living. They, <laughs> they they do. They do. And they really think that they get that. And I can, they get that from the mm-hmm. previous generation and the next generation and the next generation. And that's just scientifically, that's not it. It's when you start your cycle, they start drooping anyway, that and gravity. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not what's going to make it droop. But it's it's interesting that we know that breastfeeding increases weight loss. We'd rather have, we, we're worried about the breast. But the positive is, look at that baby fat. Look how far it moves, yeah. you know. So that's a good way to look at it, too. But I am concerned about um, just automatically, oh, that's gross and just not hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, reach out. But. We don't know these. It's not promoted. People that are moms that's able to help with breastfeeding or agencies, we're just not at the forefront. You know? No, you're not because you really don't. You don't hear of too many people even really interested in breastfeeding mm-hmm. anymore. It's kind of discouraged right off the front. When you mention breastfeeding, they're like, Ugh, why are you going to do that? Yes. Because I'm feeding my child. Because to me, when you look at the ingredients that's in formula, not knocking anybody whose child is on formula, half of that stuff you can't pronounce. And I know with everybody trying to switch to being vegan and everything, if you can't pronounce half of that stuff in there, and they are even seeing that it had vegetable oil as an ingredient. Uh. And uh, I think it was, I don't want to call the name because I don't want to get in trouble. But in one of the popular brands of formula, uh, vegetable oil was an ingredient. Uh. So why would I want to feed my baby that if I can feed him something natural that comes from my body? You don't look at cats and cows and all those different (laughs) mammals as disgusting. You will sit there and watch a cat nurse their child. But if I nurse my child, I'm considered gross. So I basically just say, do what works for you. If you want to breastfeed your child, continue to breastfeed your child. It's like you say, it's a bond between you and the baby. But breastfeeding has made me so hungry. Like I'm hungry all the time. time. That's that's the fun part. No, but some of that stuff I really don't need to be eating. I'm like hungry all the time. Like I'm still pregnant, but I'm not. And, and, And that's what comes with the experience. 
you know, and to me, that's that's fun, depending on what your baby can tolerate. Like, yeah, that's everybody true. Everybody can't get away with it like I did, except on some things. Because one of my, uh, actually, two of my babies was allergic to nuts. Oh, really? So, and I, I like nuts. I like cashews, almonds, peanuts, you know. So, I had to eliminate all that mm-hmm. until we stopped nursing. Mm-hmm. So, that was two years on each one. Oh, you know? goodness. But the glory of that is... Through breastfeeding, I found out that my children were allergic to nuts yes. mm-hmm. because they flared up. And I found out early on, I didn't have to wait till they started school. Mm-hmm. And then there was an incident there. I knew right then. Yeah. So that was cool, too. Well, that's good information to know. Uh, I don't have any other questions or anything, but I feel like it's so much more we can talk about. Say so, yes. Um. Well, maybe we can do this as a follow-up or we can have these discussions more often. And if it's something that you would like to know, um, I'll jot down some questions or whatever from, from the listeners. If they, if y'all want to know anything, just let me know. And the next time we um, do this, I can answer you all questions and she can as well. Yeah. But this has been informative and nice. And I'm glad that we were able to, make this happen so again um this thursday june the 27th if you're on the mississippi gulf coast at um singing river hospital on the women's and children's floor it's the third floor they're gonna host a baby's cafe so make sure that you all attend if you are a mom-to-be or if you're breastfeeding or if you just have questions or anything and the time is at six o'clock so make sure that you attend if that's something that you are interested in and Miss Melissa, it has been a joy to have you on the podcast. Oh my, thank you. So, anything else you want to add? Um, just August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month, so support moms, support ladies, support babies, and um, all right, that's it. Everybody enjoy your day. All right, thank you guys so much, and I will see you all in the next podcast.